This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Free. Jordana, it's such a pleasure to be back here with you. How are you? What's going on? I'm great. Um, it's September. It's, it's pretty wild. It, I, and, I, and I understand this will be, uh, by the time this comes out, there'll be a thousand memes about how September, it was January yesterday, you know, but... <laughs> It does. This year kind of has the feel of being 700 years and seven minutes at the same time. Right. It's very weird. It reminds me. I know you don't read, but um, there's a tale of two cities. Like I've been thinking a lot about the opening quote of that. And it says, like, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That that kind of feels like you could say there's a way to make that the time thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It feels it feels very of the moment. Because it does feel it was like the, longest the best of and years. worst of It was the shortest of years. Exactly. Like, <laughs> um, what do you got going on at Betches? Anything, anything special before we get going? I think I mentioned last week that I will be hosting the Brides podcast. So if you guys haven't checked it out, um, go check it out. And also, if, you got, if you're in that space or bride curious and you have anything you want me to talk about, just slide into my dms or if you want to email email brides at betches.com i'm open to any and all suggestions i want to make it a great show that people really like so let me know what you'd like me to cover Jared, it's, very what are you going it's very exciting that people can go from your your dating journey to the bride journey just all they got to do is jump over to one one podcast to the left Exactly. Give me, uh, give me twenty five years. I'll be hosting the the men, the betches in menopause uh, <laughs> podcast. What type of fan? Which do you recommend? <laughs> exactly. So, um, I I'm gonna be on Long Island doing shows. Uh, the weekend of nine eleven. I'm gonna be on Long Island. I'm gonna also be in Philly, and I'm gonna be Long Island and Philly. Those are the two to look out for. Dallas as well. So um, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. What are we talking about today, Jordana? Today, we are talking about the difference in... I mean, one thing that's clearly emerged over the past six months, which is how long we've been doing this, is that everyone has their own version of like what's okay and what's safe during these unprecedented times. Um, Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because like even in a relationship where you're kind of on the same page, there's always like one person who's like cares a little more, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah it, 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 there's somebody you're definitely not sure who it's kind of like meeting someone where you're not sure if they speak English or not. <laughs> you know, like, do we speak the same language? Like I have that moment with COVID in, with my elevator every day. So the You're elevator. Like, should you let the extra person on? You mean? Do, okay. do you let? Is are you cool? Like the elevator will go down from my floor down to the lobby, and on the way down, it will stop on like the sixth floor, and some guy or girl or whatever it is just sits at the door, and we have this moment of like, "You cool? Am I cool? 
Are you in? Right. Are you out? And I go, I'm a person that goes, get in there. Come on. You know, like you don't, I, you don't, make, you don't wait for them to say, like, do you mind? I no, I'm a, I'm a wave them in. I'm okay. wearing the mask. They're wearing the mask. Get on in here. Let's let's hug. You know, like I, I and, and listen, that's me. I'm not going to judge someone if the elevator stops at my floor and the person gives me the, you know, the, the stop sign, the hand, you know, like the stop hand. I'm going to go good on you. That's your decision. Also I'm, cool. Yeah. Also cool. Like, I, I think the problem with the Internet generally is the if if you say I love chocolate, that means fuck vanilla, you know, right. and that's not the case. I, I, you, I can love chocolate and then be like. No, but I understand that vanilla is a good flavor for some. Like, I, I, I think, like, that's more true to the world than the internet version of, like, you don't get in the elevator with me, you fucking loser, you know? <laughs> Do you and Jess ever disagree about, like, safety precautions or, like, how Absolutely. intense Absolutely. you should be? I, I, I think we have different feelings about it. We discuss it. We, we talk about, like, you know, just also, like, general guidelines for, like, what what do you do next? Like what? How, like I think like also like the information. I'm not breaking news here. Has been really bad to get to everybody. There's no right. national like agreement on literally anything. Anything. Like, yeah. You, you know. Like no one's like, like. Well, yeah. This is definitely what we're we're doing. I mean, the mask <laughs> thing is like pretty. I feel like at least in New York, like pretty. Uh, I'm on board for the mask, but then someone looks at you and says, "I have a breathing problem," and you go, "Well, you're a liar." I, I like like right. you can like I, like but then they it, it's almost like a more morality hierarchy where they're like if you say something that's you know like well I I can't wear a mask I have a breathing problem you have to go I guess I have to back away from their breathing problem like can I you're not gonna ask for someone's doctor's note right. like it's it's then tough. There's the and, things in the other direction of like oh you're like walking to the park when you don't need to be like yeah exactly it, <laughs> you know goes, I mean? both it goes, ways. goes both ways i i mean i was i've been walking the williamsburg bridge as you know i'm, I'm a big bridge walker now yes I, I, you're turned into I, a 45 year old housewife that's me <laughs> I, I um walk and when i walk through the city <laughs> that's i i'm just i got my headphones on and i am strutting around that bridge and jess and i were walking the bridge and there was a guy um, and I have a mask in my pocket and you're outside and I'm walking down the ramp or whatever of the bridge. And there's a guy walking in the other direction. And Jess and I both have masks in our pockets and we're walking. And this guy starts waving at us like, move over, move over, you fucking idiot. You put on your mask, put on your mask. <laughs> and we're like, what? <laughs> like, like and, and it's like. I don't believe I, I from everything I've read or the information that's gotten to me, like us passing each other outside without like, you know, spitting on each other while we pass is, is an OK right. thing, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's like it's kind of like I'll be walking somewhere with Mike and then like he'll be like, put your mask on and I'll be like, there's no one fucking around us. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, it's just like an optical thing. It's like an optics Shh. thing. I'm like. I'm like it's about no. I mean, he's like it's about normalizing the mask wear so that everyone is like on board. I'm like yeah, but there's no one here. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I again like uh, nuances never let into the conversation. Right, you're either the guy, you're either Jess and I on the bridge being like fuck you, mask people, or you're the right. old guy who's like put on your fucking. You know, it's like and and listen, there might be someone listening now that's like I'm with old guy, 
and that's okay. You you know, like I I think like, you know, it it's all just very difficult, and I I tend to try and live a little bit with empathy, of like you know if someone. Like if someone walked in a store my first, without a mask, I wouldn't go, well, there's a fucking asshole racist. Like I wouldn't like, I'd right. be like, maybe you they forgot. Be, you <laughs> wouldn't be the person like, you might not stand, go stand next to them, but I don't think you'd be the person being like, put on your fucking mask. I, I wouldn't, uh, I'd stay away from them. I, I also saw the other day, there was a tweet that like kind of went viral where it's like, I'm just going to assume anyone without a mask on is a racist. And I'm like, Okay, you've taken a walk on that one, but right. I, I, I mean, that's like I, I, I understand where that comes from, but I'm also like I can't believe it's gotten to this point. So with dating, when you're meeting someone, it's even harder. Like, like how many things do you have to go through, and now you've added this extra thing, right? Do you and right. Mike disagree on it? Well, I mean, like Other the example I just the example I just gave you, kind of. I think that like. He's a so little, you're the more lax one. Yeah, than I think is. he's a yeah. little more risk averse than I am, which like I kind of appreciate because like I feel like almost it's like we keep each other in check a little bit. Like if he's yeah. being like a little paranoid, I think I'm there to be like it's gonna be fine. And if I'm being a little too lax, he'll be like, just you know, put on the mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I think like this is the the thing that I think there's room for these types of talks. I think like a lot of times we think there it's a Not all risk is equal, I think also. And also not everyone has the same taste for risk tolerance. Like there's some people that go to the casino and love to p- play at the ga- at the at the blackjack table and there's other people that wouldn't walk into a casino in their entire life. They would I go, mean, "How could you ever risk money?" There's some people who go skydiving like regularly. It's, it's, it's it, it, it and and to say that like all of us are on the same page with risk tolerance is a little bit like, um, to me, is a little bit like uh, like authoritarian. Like I'm actually like, that's where you go towards, where you're telling people how to deal with risk is, you know, like it, it's tough. And, and, you know, the more we get into the subject, the more like I'm waiting for DMs to come my way that I've, you know, I'm, I'm the murderer. So like, I, you know, like yeah. I, I, I don't think it lands in that world to me, but that's the trouble with all of this, right? Right, that we're very like we're very excited to like point something. I mean, I mean, I think even like as someone who's not like, I mean, I try to obviously try to be safe and like not endanger anyone around me. But I think as someone who's not like the most intensive person about COVID ever, like even I like will see someone and kind of like my the inner the inner Karen comes out or like the not the inner Karen rather oh. the inner judgmental person will come out and be like, oh, wow, I can't believe they like went to that, went to that event. I, I mean, it you know, feels it, it, good to tell someone to put on a mask. Right. Let, let's, let's, let's not forget like the power of being like, I'm right. They're wrong. Put on your mask, you fucking loser. You know, like that exactly. feels good. And you think I think of that chain smokers event. Which like a week before, yeah. like my friend sent me the event and I was like, wow, this looks like pretty nice, like cool, like way to like be able to like go somewhere. Hold on. Explain um, the chain smokers event because I, 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 this is very, it was funny to me. So the chain smokers event came out, I guess, like a month, probably a month ago. And a, a couple weeks before that, I had a friend send me the event. And it was like in the Hamptons and she was like. This looks like it could be fun. Like we could do something. It's like socially. It's like there, there's like they have like the squares next to the cars, and it'll be like something to do. And it looks like a fun, like a concert. Wow! Like 
they made it work. Sure. So it was like, we were going to get tickets and then it was like $1,400 for a car or something like that. So we were like, okay, we're not, we don't really want to go that bad. And I sent it to you and I was yes. like, you should do something like this, like some sort of distance <laughs> thing and everyone has a square. I was and like, then, so a week later, there's like yeah. a New York Times article about how they're like investigating this like this terrible it's, event. Everyone who went to this event is an asshole, and everyone who even like thought of of being in, a, in thought of going is the worst person. I'm like, well, oh well, I'm, I guess it's a good thing that didn't work out. And and the headlines were so easily like the bad guy. Like the headlines was like the Goldman Sachs CEO did a guest set on the DJ table and, and all of them were in the front drinking rosé and licking one another. And you know, like, <laughs> and you're like, ah, this is, and the pictures did look bad, but I would also say you could take a picture from any angle on the beach and it looks bad. And then you go stand next to them and you'd see that they're six feet apart and it's pretty good. You know, like it, right. it, it, it is all it's, perspective. It's also like everyone's an idiot until I want to do that thing. Remind, <laughs> it was a good reminder for me of yes. like, you know, not to be like super judgmental of anyone because like I could have easily been one of those pictures. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. Well, let, let, I, I, listen, I, it's all about perspective. I mean, I, if I could tell a quick story, I, I, if you don't mind. Of course. Uh, the, I think this is a funny story, but it's, it's kind of emblematic of what we're talking about. The first night that New York City did outdoor dining, Jess and I got a reservation at a restaurant. And we were like, we're going to do, let's do it. We'll get dressed up. We'll have date night. We'll comb our hair. Like it was the first time you were allowed out. We'll shower. It's going to be we'll great. shower. We go uh, across the street. They're serving like uh, wines. They're serving Aperol spritz out the window. We get a, a road Aperol spritz. We're dressed up. We're glowing. We're drinking. We're walking through the streets. We walk to the restaurant. We're like, man, this is a New York City date in a time where it's tough to do these types of things. We get to the restaurant. We have an outdoor table. The, the, the wait staff's wearing masks. We're wearing masks. Every table's filled. Everyone is like, and you could tell 
There was a vibe of happiness going on. They're excited. Every the wait staff was happy. We were happy to spend money. It, it, it felt good. Then a two piece band goes up and does a song from in the restaurant, and we legitimately everyone at the table starts clapping. Like they get done with their song, and we're like, "Oh, great job!" And then the woman from the two piece band she gets on the mic and she goes, "You know, as much as you guys enjoyed that, it's been three months since we've been able to perform." This is one of the best moments for us, too. And, and we start looking around, and everyone out the other tables were like, look at us. Look at us. We're good people. Like the end we of the movie. <laughs> exactly. We're like, we are good people. Then all of a sudden, a march broke, like, got finished nearby, and people start walking by from the march with signs. And this dude walks by our table and starts going, fuck your brunch. White silence is violence. Fuck your brunch. <laughs> and we are, we had this moment of like, oh my God, we're supporting the restaurant. We're supporting the musicians. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, we're Oops. evil now. <laughs> and, and, and someone from across the street who was at the march starts clapping for this guy. Right. And it's like, and, and we're like, oh my God, if a picture was taken or a video. It's like a curb episode. It felt very curbish because if a video was taken of this moment, it would be protester yelling, fuck your brunch, at me with a glass of rosé. Like, what? <laughs> but us? But we were supporting our local restaurant, you know? And again, the picture, if, it, if the video's taken 10 seconds before, we're heroes. 10 seconds later, we're the villain. And, and right. it's kind of, it, it feels representative of a lot of this of time, things. yeah. Of, of this Sean, you, time. Can, you can cue the uh, curve music after Jared, after that, <laughs> the end of that story. Yes. But I, I think it also plays into this email because, again, let me let me just say, to that point, mentally, this is a tough time. This is a tough time for people with anxiety, people with depression, people with addictions. Like, and those well, people. I don't think are, we, should I read the email? Let's read the email, but I, yeah. I, but it has yeah. to do with that. Yeah. I, I think more than than who wears a mask, who doesn't. This email is about dealing with people who are going through this. We're all going through a traumatic moment in life at the same time, and all of our all of our risk tolerance is different, but also all of our mental tolerance is different. Like I'm not someone who's ever gone to therapy. I've had sad days. I've had depressing days during this that I've never really dealt with in my life. I'm not saying I, on the on the levels of depression, I'm not, you know, it, it, I'm not someone that I, I don't think I need to see someone, but I do think like I've had to take like moments to go, wow, you're feeling, I've never felt these things before. And I, and I think everyone has different levels of that. And we have to be a little bit uh, aware of that, that this 100%. is hitting ever, the, the, you know, if you have a glass of wine and I have a glass of wine, it hits us differently. And I think that's also the same for, coronavirus for everything and quarantine going on and, in the world, for, every, yeah. for everything going on in the world. But let's read the email. All right. She writes, uh, hi, J and J. My boyfriend and I have been dating for over a year. We met on a dating app last summer and did long distance while I moved away from my job shortly after meeting. The distance was difficult, of course, but I felt like we handled it well and both put in the work to see one another. With the pandemic, I've been home and been able to see him much more frequently. Positive side to all this. However, some traits have come more to light. He has divulged that he has OCD, major anxiety, and some issues with drinking. In his words, the current pandemic is a perfect storm for someone like him. 
I care about him a lot, but I can't help but feel like I'm the cause of his stress. I'm incredibly cautious. I would never put him or his family in danger. But I also am living my life by going to dance classes, seeing friends at a distance, and going to restaurants. He insists that he can be in a relationship and work on bettering himself and working better, bettering himself. Wanted your thoughts. Thanks so much, and love, love the pod. So I, I, I want to start the response to this by saying we're not professionals. You know, like right. these are these obviously, are yeah. obviously not, but like these are these are you know when you bring up OCD, major anxiety, issues with drinking, um, and pandemic being a perfect storm for someone like him. My first thing is to say we are not professionals, but also this is someone who may is maybe a candidate to be encouraged to go to a professional. Right. What could benefit from a professional. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, 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 but what do you think Jordana before, you know, just, I think, well, it's her, I I guess her question seems to be like, she, I guess the, the question is almost like a non question. She's like, I guess trying to figure out how to deal with like somewhat of this guilt of like, I'm with this person who has all this anxiety around this thing. And I like, should she be like changing her like the way that she her lifestyle to fit in with this guy or should she be kind of like doing the things that would make him feel more comfortable and not not going out and doing those things because they might like trigger his so, his so anxiety to, so to me the difference in that answer comes with where the relationship is like if I, if you and Mike living together, if Jess and I living together, if if my partner, if Jess said to me, "Hey, you kind of living this different way is like hurting me," mm-hmm. I would go, "Okay, let me let's work on what we can do to fix that." You know, like I I think that's because we've been together, we formed a relationship. We, you know, this this thing of coronavirus comes, and she goes, "I'm dealing with this in a different way than you." And it's and and I need your help through that. I feel like that would be different to me because she's moved home. They've never really like I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying I I don't want to like like their whole relationship is being long distance. So now she's like really getting to know him because she's seeing him much more frequently. Yeah. And and then you've come to find out he says some she says more traits have come to light. Like I don't know. Like those traits would have come to light. Not as soon as they came now, but at some point. Right. Like, it's almost like it's making the it, things progress a little faster because you're getting to see how someone deals with a crisis. Yeah. And, and when you're when she says, I feel like I'm the cause of his stress, but the cause of your stress is you living a happy life that makes you happy and fulfilled, then maybe he's not ready to be in a relationship. Maybe he that's why the thing of going to a professional to me is like like. Maybe him working on himself before. I think a lot of times, like we look for other people, like a relationship to help fix our problems. When you really, you kind of have to like go through your problems on your own and then realize what they are. And then in the relation, like I, I, I think putting it on the person you're dating isn't really fair to them. Well, I think yes and no. I mean, like you could, she could have been dating him four years and living with him but when before this came to light but like you said like then she might be more she's at a point i think where she's not the relationship isn't so serious that she can like say like okay like we've gotten to know like we've gotten to know each other more we've and i just i feel like we're a little less compatible than i thought we were now that we're kind of like seeing each other every day and and we're seeing how we we both kind of handle 
what's going on in the world. And yeah. to say, and you can, I think she could say like, Hey, like, I think that in the ways I've gotten to know you more, like, I think that we are really compatible besides this thing. So I'm willing to change my behavior because it will make you more comfortable. Or she could say like, I don't know if I'm deep enough into this. And like, this is sort of revealed something that I don't think will work long-term for me. And like, I think it's almost like the onus is on her to say like, do I, do I care about this person enough? Not necessarily care about them, but do I feel like this is going to be like a long-term enough match that I'm willing to sort of sacrifice some things in my lifestyle for this person? Well, the, the, you I, think it's I'm more on him? I think it's, I don't think it's more on him, but like, you know, from what we have in the email, I do know that like sometimes it's like, hey, this is a perfect storm for me. And it's like, okay, then what are you doing to help that perfect storm? Did you, you know, are you working on it? Are you expecting me to work on it with you? How can we get through this together? Or are you just saying that all these traits are coming to light and, and, and you're pushing someone away by giving it, by, by self-diagnosing? You right, know, by excu when, excusing your... Yeah, like, right, oh, I'm yeah. just, I'm just, I just have issues now. You know, like, I, and I'm not, I don't say that to lessen the problem, but I'm saying that to empathize with the emailer because in her, in the thing, that, in what you just said... It's do I want to work with this or <laughs> she's this monster who dumped a person with issues, you know, like well, I don't think <laughs> she's I don't think it's more that she's like that she has to dump him. But I think she could say, I mean, like it's on it's almost on him because she could say, like, I'm I understand that you you like this me going to all these places gives you anxiety, but I'm not really willing to, like, change my lifestyle at the time. And then it would be like almost like it's almost her asking him to dump her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just think it's so tough. Like, I think when it, you know, I think a lot of times these like relationship wheels, like we all have different wheels and your wheel is different than mine and the needs you have are different than the needs that I have. And it's like, is my, and on the wheel, there's things that are important, like family, like when people write on a dating app, I need someone who loves their family. It's like, of course, like, like, and then you see how they, the dynamic is with their family and you go, oh, that's how much they really care on the wheel. There's also like sex. There's also like my ability to go hang out with friends. There's also my ability to go to a dance class to have, you know, the mental, uh, you know, to alleviate, alleviate myself mentally and physical through like doing a workout class. Like, and sometimes we become embarrassed of the the more the more like seeming you know the sex one is the one that's like the glaring one where someone's like i'm going to relate like i got a dm once from this woman and she was saying that her husband was dealing with issues and she was saying that you know she wasn't being satisfied sexually but she didn't want to like you know like take you know she didn't want to like demean she didn't her. make it a big like a because sex bigger by you know or, or make his issue worse by like complaining about this other thing well well that but also there's the embarrassment of like an orgasm socially isn't the same as mental health <laughs> you know right. like and you sound like you're a like a very shallow person when you're like well i'm not being satisfied sexually versus you know the person that's like you, you know you almost become this like martyr for the person and for her i care about him a lot but i can't help but i feel like i'm the cause of his stress i'm incredibly cautious never put up his him and his family but i'm also living my life going to dancing classes seeing friends at a distance and going to restaurants like to me i'm like good for you girl like 
go to, but like I think she could feel bad. I could understand if she's like those aren't reasons enough to push him away or or, or not be with him. But I would say they are. Well, I think they are in so much as they're a problem for him. That's what I'm saying. Like she, I mean, like it seems like it's working out for her. Like if she's still having fun with him while doing these things and he's not saying like, can you not do these things? Yeah. I think the question is like, but she hasn't really stated that in the email. Like, is he asking her like not to do those things? Is he asking her to give up some aspect of her life? Or is he just saying like, I'm just going to like power through this because I want to be with you and like do what you continue doing you and I'll just sit here with my anxiety just like <laughs> sure feeling uh, terrible the whole time. Yeah, it, it's I, I I guess we don't know. I, I I think though like it obviously there needs to be a conversation. Obviously, I, my thing is to say it's okay to say to him, hey, if you need to work on your thing then and and me doing these things isn't helpful, give me like let's talk through it. Let's create a plan. Like let's talk about like what what are the times what are the things I do that does cause stress? What are the things I do that don't? Like right now right. she's lumped in a bunch of things and then he can say, "Well, this one makes me do this. This one may and then you know, what also is she willing to do versus like then they can figure out like is, is what she's willing to cut back on or willing to sacrifice enough for like to quell whatever issues he has oh and also is he doing things to work on himself too it's not just you doing all the work like you know like like i said like all of our mental states are maybe a little different than they were eight months ago i am a person who was like oh my god like i'm feeling a little sad like i haven't and then i started walking the bridge as i talked about like the walking the bridge makes me feel happy that is my personal way of like doing something that takes a, I got to go out. I got to leave the house. And it's like, if he's not leaving the house, quote unquote, like doing whatever version of that is to make himself feel better, then you got to judge that a part of, that's going to be a part of it too. Yeah, I agree. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. 
You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Want to do some awkward sex? Let's do some awkward sex. Send yours in. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hello, Jared and Jordana. Love the pod. I'm going to jump right into it. So I've been seeing this guy for a couple months now, and things have been going great. We both love to cook and aren't half bad at it. So I invited him over this evening because I wanted to try and make tamales for the first time. We, we had a lovely time. I don't know about just such an involved dish. Uh, we had such a... You, what is a, that? Like Just like a pepper with... What is I a think, tamale? No, no. What's tamale it? is not a pepper. And I, I, I understand... A hot tamale. Tamale, I, I, that's what I would think it is. But I, I think a tamale is like the rolled up mesa. Right, Jess? It's a... There's not enough good Mexican food in New York. No, it is It is the the, the one thing where like people say that and I go, uh, yeah, you're right. And some people try well, to disagree with it. And you're like, dude, this isn't the hill to die on. You know, like, <laughs> like, like all right, how to make... Um, you're right. It's, ma- a, it's, a, it's like ma- a doughy thing. Steamed in a corn husk or banana leaf. The, and then you... Yeah, I've had it. It's good. It's delicious, but it's a New this York. This is why this uh, isn't a cooking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go check out uh, Betcha's Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. So, and they turned out pretty good, if I do say so myself. Everyone thinks their cooking's good. As we know from your charcuterie board, it's nothing's, uh, nothing's good. Nothing don't gets even past get you. me started on a charcuterie. I am. Whew, Does Jess I'm, ever cook for you? Because I can imagine you would just be like so critical. <laughs> That's like, we we cook together. We we we've got a good thing going on. We we you like, know you call us a salmon. <laughs> How could you plate it this way? Um. Anyways, in our post tamale haze, we we head up to my bedroom. We decompress with a short bit of Netflix. I light a candle, turn off the lights for some ambiance, and once our episode is over, we get right to business. The sex is great. There's nothing unusual about the actual quietus. He pulls out of me, and we start our usual post-sex cuddle, which usually lasts a few minutes. I'm a, I, I'm a huge fan of the lie of the post-sex cuddle. What do you mean? It's just so funny to me that, like, you have sex with someone, and then you roll over, like, ah, and you still have, like, a condom on your dick, and, you know, you're like, I, I mean, generally, That's like, if you're like... Part. And, and, yeah, and you're just like, look, <laughs> like, like you just got your girl under your arm that you met, you know, two days ago, you know, and you're like, ah, look at us, us against the world. Like, it's this like funny moment. 
It's very intimate for some. It's, it's like very it's intimate. extremely. Int- I feel like it's one of those things that it like feels like prematurely intimate, but it almost like is only good because it is so like it's not. It doesn't feel as good the longer you've been together because <laughs> it's like well, it happens so frequently. I, I'm with you. I, I I remember just like those nights where you'd meet someone like maybe like at a bar or someone that you had just recently met. And it's like, now we're going to like hug each other. Like, like you're just going <laughs> to, it's almost like you're just going to hold me. Yeah. And, and both it's like, it's like two <laughs> kind of strangers amazing. just like holding each other just so they don't feel lonely. It, it can be made really sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's my like, favorite part. <laughs> After only about 30 <laughs> seconds or so, the guy pushes me away from him and grabs the pillow out from under me. All with the jizz condom still on his dick, might I add. Yeah, that that condom still on the dick is like a sad, deflated balloon just sitting there full, full of regrets. Um, I look around, and he's smashing the pillow into my floor. And that's when I started smelling something burning. The corner of my pillow must have caught on fire from the candle that was burning on my nightstand. I see the corner of the pillow is up in flames, and my guy is ready to run out the common area, run out into the common area of my house, buck-ass naked with used condom flailing from his dick to pull, put out the pillow fire. That's hilarious. That is such a visual. Like, running with the condom on the dick on the after sex, yeah. it, it looks like, uh, like one of the, like, the Keebler elves, you know, like the hat that they wear, like that little like, you know, like in um, Smurfs, the, you know, the Smurf hat. That's what the condom looks like. Probably not his finest moment. <laughs> Before it resorts to that, I find an old cup of water in my nightstand and quickly throw it on the burning pillow, which quenches the fire. Once there is no more intimate danger, we both start bursting out laughing and deb- debrief on what a unique and odd sex experience this was. We opened my windows, but I can assure you my, still, my room still smells like a campfire right now, and it's making me crave s'mores. I don't... I don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the smell of the smell of burnt hair and jizz. Ooh, yeah. who wants to have some? It's s'mores? a new candle scent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for doing the Lord's work with this pod, and hope you enjoy the story. I think the message here is to never put away all your nightstand water cups just in case of emergency. Sincerely, the hot tamale. Jordana, what do you think? Um, I think it's a funny story. Yeah. And as long as her house didn't burn down or like she got a third degree burn, I think it's it's a good one. Do you ever have this worry with candles? I'm this way where I'm like, I don't, the candle thing, I'm like, this is, what do we need this? High risk, low, oh, low yeah. reward. I always am paranoid that I, whenever I light a candle that I forgot to put it out. I've, and that's happened to me before. I have a very embarrassing fire story that I can't believe I haven't told on this Please podcast tell. yet. It's more dating than sex, but um, do you want to hear it? Yes. I got to tell my, uh, why I'm, you know, the white devil story. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this was, um, I would say like three or four years, four, probably four or so years ago, all me and like all my friends were not all my friends, but a good amount of them, probably like five or six of us were single. Mm. We're like 25, 26. We're like all single. And we're like, Why the, is whole dating gr- the whole gal group is out. The whole group is out. We're, we're, and we're talking probably over brunch one day and like we're just like why can't we just like meet people it's like very frustrating look at this podcast here we are years later (laughs) but um and then i read a vogue article that came up somehow about like this girl who wrote in with the same question to vogue she was like asking a dating question like why can't i meet a guy and then the story in the vogue article was like she's like the answer was like so weird it was like 
she wrote to the girl and she's like, I also had this same problem. And then a year ago I was on a retreat and Heather Graham was there with her like fiance and they looked really in love. And she asked what to do. Um, she asked Heather Graham. She asked Heather or, or like Heather Graham. She like asked like, how are you so happy? And she wrote, she said, Heather Graham told her, write a list of all the qualities you want in a partner and then throw it into the ocean. Okay. Right. <laughs> I would make fun of this on this podcast many so times my, over. <laughs> my friends and I are all like, let's give it a shot. Oh my God. But we're not I near the ocean. The, we, we need to, I want to take submissions of all the hilarious, crazy, like rom-com things girl groups have done to like, you know, like the burning sage. Like, let's move to the... We got to throw our notes into the ocean. Like, you fucking litterers. You know, like... It works. Um, so, my roommate and I, at the time, we, we decide, let's give it a shot. So, we write mm. a list of all the qualities that we want in a man. We, we, we divide it into, like, must-haves and then wants and, like, all these things. Physical characteristics, emotional characteristics, all this shit. And then... We're in our apartment. We're not out of the ocean. So we decided to just light it on fire. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we burnt, we started to burn the list of all these, of, of all the qualities that we want in this guy. And then suddenly, um, I was living on eighth Avenue at the time. We see four to five fire trucks pull up next to our apartment building. And there's like three firemen in our hall banging on our door. Oh my God. So they, we open the door and they're like, and we're like, oh, my God, like, because we realized we just burned the paper. And I guess yeah. our neighbor had called the fire department because oh they God. smelled something. And they sent four fire trucks. And the guy, like this fireman, it's like, like at the door. He's fireman. Like, yeah, the hired fireman's <laughs> at the door. And he's like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so, he's, he goes, were you burning paper? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were. I'm sorry. We were bur burning our we're hypothetical magic to our, find yeah. a man. <laughs> We, Heather Graham told us to do it. This is how you. Like, <laughs> that was probably like the most embarrassing um, thing that I've ever done in the name of, of finding love. That is hilarious. Just explaining to the fire guy how, <laughs> what you. Why. Sorry, I was just desperate to find a man. <laughs> and, and Heather Graham told someone who wrote into Vogue to do this and we didn't have an ocean at our disposal. Heather Graham told someone who answered a Vogue email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, and like the firefighters just like the woman from Austin Powers? What? Like, <laughs> what does she know? Oh my God. And look at me yeah. now. Engaged. Look at you now. Engaged. You can at, listen, ladies. <laughs> you don't have... Write down your list. Was the list anything close to Mike? I mean, do you feel that that list well, represented what you were debate, looking for? My friends were, well, some of my friends were like, the point of the story is that you should throw the list out because like, what you think you want is not really like what you actually want. And the other half were like, no, you're manifesting these traits in someone. So I, there's, a lot, I guess, there's a big debate over like, is the list, is, are you supposed to like... Yeah, I guess I don't understand what throwing away the list does like wouldn't you want to keep that one to like check with you know like when you go on a date like oh yeah does, he, must have. does he check all the boxes yeah yeah like i i to me this is what people say when they can't when they don't have advice to give like it just, sounds just say just the most, list turn yeah turn into the riddler if someone yeah. has to ask for your advice on how to find a man 
oh, it happens when you're not even looking under a tree, and then there's you know magic under the rock, and then you knock three times on the doorway, and and that's how you find them. Go to the grocery store. It's all like bullshit, like magic advice. If you're single and long enough in Manhattan, you'll try anything. Sure. Well, they should be listening to this podcast. That's, that's, <laughs> what, what that's, my, call, that's my story. I, I, I love that story. It's just so... It is That story is so Sex in the City. Like, if I saw it on Sex in the City now, I'd be like, fucking Carrie, she's always doing this yeah. stupid shit. <laughs> like, it was like such a rom-com, like, yeah. desperate moment. I mean, I think I recently told Mike about it, but it's like... Is one of those things where I was like, this is too embarrassing. I have to wait until it's like it's locked in to like really reveal how desperate I was. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be funny if he's like, will you marry me? And you're like, okay, I'm in. But also I have this story I've been waiting to tell you. Um, still want to do this? Yeah, you still want to do <laughs> Just want to make sure. What would you call this one? I would call it the, the fire fuck. Fire fuck. Um, what would you call it? I just love the I just love the visual of the condom still on his dick while trying to put out a fire. Like nothing could lo- look less manly. Like like if anything when We're I think ca- about you're, fire- you're calling this the nothing could look less manly? Yeah, nothing could look worse. <laughs> the 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 ugliest way to be naked. Like nothing like when I think of a firefighter I'm like those guys are just like like just like sitting there with big swinging hogs and then this guy is putting out a fire with like the smallest your dick has ever been with a rubber hat on it with like his manhood sitting in it. Just like, it's just a gross moment. The post sex come in the condom, the sizzling snuggle. (laughs) This is, I like that sizzling snuggle. The, I don't know. I, 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 is this a red flag or deal breaker to me? It's, it's fine. This is, this wouldn't bother. I think it's fine. I, I appreciate that. He like, you know, it's kind of hot. He like was like the protect. He he got up and he started. He wasn't like your pillows on fire. <laughs> yeah, why don't you take care of that bitch? Yeah, yeah. he like got he, he got into it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. He he made a move. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable. And yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Should we do an email? Yeah, let's do an email. UUP at Petras.com. UUP at Petras.com. Let's hit it. Hi, J&J. I'll get right to the point. I'm wondering if it should be considered a red flag when a guy shows too much interest too early. For context, I've been on two dates with a guy I met on Hinge. Both dates were a week apart. While the first date went great, the second date felt awkward because he kept talking about how thankful he was to have met me, how much he liked spending time with me, even inviting me to hang out with his friends a few days later. He texts me all the time, and if I don't respond within a few hours, he usually double texts me. He'll even send me pictures of activities he's doing. While it's flattering, a part of me is kind of freaking out about how quickly he's moving, and I'm starting to wonder if moving forward in a relationship with him could be problematic. Um, For some background, I've had a previous relationship that started in a similar way where my now ex would compliment me constantly, and he brought up our future together on the first date. We were together for over a year, but during our relationship, my ex was extremely controlling, and I can't tell if my feelings about this new guy are just because I'm scared of my old relationship and how it ended badly, or if there is cause for genuine concern here. I guess my question is, what does it actually mean if a guy shows too much interest too early? What is the... What is the line between being sweet and complimentary or just being way too much in your space and indicating you'll be a controlling boyfriend down the line? Thanks for so much for the advice. I love the podcast and have recommended it to all my friends. Um, so there's like a there, there's kind of like two different versions of this guy to me. And this is kind of in the middle of the two. Okay. So like there's the first version that I'm like, you got to run away from. That's like just like just using using kind of like emotional gaslighting as a to as sleep like with a, you to sleep with you like that this doesn't sound like that but to me like there's that guy that's like oh hey beautiful hey babe let's go I've been out thinking you about have, you right, yeah, yeah. Been think- and, and you have never been out and he's on he's on the first day and everything's like great but he, it's it's like mo- and then he's like we should do something tomorrow let you you want to just like come over tomorrow and we'll like make pancakes and you're like what why is this like it's a, almost like too good to be true type of thing right this is the ver- second guy the second guy is the one that uses um and and listen i've probably been guilty of this is where you use um actions as a boyfriend in as your game so it's okay. like where you're like where you get where you're familiar enough quickly that they're just wooing you with boyfriend things as opposed to like getting to know you. Okay. What if like, there's a guy is, who's actually like really just like anxious and like re- just really into like into you. Like like a guy like there are some guys who are like just kind of get obsessed with girls, aren't there? Sure. They that exists, but I I think like to me, like the idea of like, like I think we all, all of us, male, female, whatever, like we're all cautious of being too much too soon. Like right. I, or, I, I, I mean, think, if you've been dating for for, it's not your first dating experience. You usually are. Yeah, you usually and and listen, I've been that guy where I've made the mistake of like, you know, you're like I gotta. It, to to me, anytime I've been in the position of like, 
being nervous about someone I really liked, I was like, I, 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 it was like my own <laughs> inadequacies. Like I was like worried about like not, it, it wasn't if really that I was you. meeting the person. Yeah. I just wanted to be liked. And like, to me, like I, I just like, I understand. I think the one mistake she makes is the, is it indicating that he's a controlling boyfriend? That to me is more you relating the last one to this one. Right. That seems like its own independent thing. I don't think the real fear is that. I think the real fear is like, oh, is this person moving at a way fa faster pace than you? And like, are you not on the same page? Yeah. And like, like do I, you even like this person? It seems like, and like, and, and to blame the problem with the person that wants to do too much, the nice guy, is that you kind of have to like turn down dessert. And someone will be like, you don't like dessert? And you'd be like, well, I'm just like not in the mood for this dessert. And everyone's like, who doesn't like dessert? And you go, I, I guess I'll take the dessert. You know, like th this guy is, is he's doing all these things that if you explain to someone, they'd be like, what's like a mom. Right, would if always you tell be like, that to your mom, she'd be yeah. like, that's so great. Like <laughs> yeah. your, your kid wants to marry you. And well, it, that's, I think also kind of an issue. Like that can be an issue when you're dating, when you're like, am I going about this the right way? Because you can find yourself kind of sometimes just dating these guys, these guys who don't treat you well or don't say nice things. And then you find a guy who does and you're like, well, this also kind of feels like, yeah, I don't know if I want that guy. It's, it's a three bears situation. This, this, this right. porch well, not too that hot. One. <laughs> yeah. This porch too cold. This porch just right. You know, like I, yeah, I, it's hard because I, I, I think the most important part of her email is that she's just not into this and that's okay to say, like, it's okay to be not into things that, what generally people should like. Yeah. It's okay to be turned off by that kind of thing. I think that yeah. there are different, there are some people who won't be. And like, there's not, again, there's nothing wrong with a guy. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with a guy who says things like that. Like I'm so lucky I met you and I can't wait to see you again. Although it might be like a little fast for anyone, but like yeah. let's, for devil's advocate, let's play devil's advocate and say they really, he felt they really did have this connection and said that there's nothing like, wrong inherently with that but it's okay for you to, that not to be like your taste of someone who's saying that kind of thing to you that quickly i also totally agree and i also think that she could if she was into this she could go to this guy hey i'm really enjoying getting to know you it this is too much too soon like that, that's that's a hard advice right. to take but to say like hey like i'm enjoying getting to know you but i have a pace if you want to meet my pace i'm down for it but like you're going at a pace that's kind of different than mine. Right. You know, yeah. like, and that's hard to do. I think you could do that. I think it's like, again, like, especially if you're kind of like, well, maybe like I, this, <coughs> maybe this is kind of a turnoff, but if I could like sort of relay that and he could change, like maybe it could be better because I, I think as someone who like finds herself burning lists on one end and then like you, <laughs> and then you're rejecting guys who are like, seem great and seem like they're really into you. You're like, these things seem counterintuitive. I know. Um, and that's the hardest part is like, listen, it's okay to like turn this dude down. Like to me, like if I was on a date with someone who moved, I don't trust it. I'm, I'm, I'm reading this. I don't trust I don't anything. Trust in this anything email. I don't trust anything that anyone, that any guy says would say to me before he slept with me. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Everything at that, I take it complete. Well, you know. this, this kind of has like the makings of the girl who gets sideswiped where she's like, well, he did all the boyfriend things. And it's like, at that point, it's like, okay, if, if someone has no taste, you have to wonder what their taste, you know, if they'll just eat anything, you know, if like they're just up for anything, like 
What is their taste? What will they say no to? Right. Would they say that to anyone or is it, at, but I mean, it, there is a chance that you could, you did have some incredible connection. It's probably like the less likely chance, but there's a, a possibility of that. But the more likely thing is this person is just like falls hard for like anyone they meet and like projects all their like wanting to be in a relationship into that person. Yeah. I, I kind of live by the motto that I'm not that great, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like if someone's like, moving in too quick for this i'm always like what something must be up well that's something something people will tell you sometimes too it's like oh you don't like the guys who are nice to you because you have low self-esteem <laughs> <laughs> well I, 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 I there has to be a level of in between and and, right. and, and, and it's like where it's know, like authentic I, seeming yeah i i just think the first date went great the second date felt awkward because he kept talking about how thankful he was to have met me that's fucking weird i'm sorry <laughs> Like, like, like I'm cue, so right? thank yeah like I'm so like and also there's got to be a little bit of awareness I'm so thank how do you even respond to that like I don't even know you yet that's really. the thing like like right. and and also are they doing a version of mental masturbation where you know where they're going she checks boxes that I need without even meeting you you know right. like sometimes you go on a date with someone and it's like. You, they get hyped up by like a family member and you're like, this should all work. Oh my God, this is it. This is the person. They, all the, all the, the, the recipes here. And then you're like, but you're not even like trying to meet that person. You're just trying to win them at that point. Yeah. Like, you're just right. You're, you kind of like, again, you've created this story about your life and this person just seems like they fit in it. So you're like, but that's not, you don't really know them yet. So to say that that soon to me, like, would be very difficult for that to be authentic unless you had some crazy first date where you like fell completely in love. Yeah. And if you're someone that like isn't sure how they deal with sex and, and relationships, I think this is a bad guy to like keep going with. Like, because then you, you would think like, well, everything's great for him. And then the sex comes and he's like, ah, I'm, I'm a little less. Right. Where'd you know, he into go? It. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd that guy go? <laughs> it's like, that could be a huge mind fuck. Like I, I, I just think like I could read this, this, this email in a different tone. And if she was into him, then it would be okay. Like if she, if I was, if, if I read this from her perspective, the first date went great. The second day was a little awkward. He talked about how thankful he was to have met me. Uh, how much he likes spending time with me. He did invite me to hang out with his friends a few days later. That's a plus. You know, like, it would be a right. different tone. Right. You're saying she's like, she doesn't seem like she's that into him. No. I And and I and it's kind of like where there's smoke, there's fire from the, right. from the last email where it's like, trust that. You don't have yeah. to date this guy. You'll find a nice guy. Like, you'll find someone who's, who's not this. But if you're really into him, and this is the only annoying thing, I think you could, why not vocalize it like you said before? Just say like, hey, like, I'm having a great time. You're like, you're, go you're, you're going a little quick for me with like the things that you're saying. It seems like a little fast. So, well, well, I would say like, so to me, like say, saying how thankful he was to have met me and how much he liked spending time with me on the second date, that's fucking weird. But then also... Inviting me to hang with friends a few days later, not that weird to me. Text me all the time, and if I don't respond within a few hours, double text me. If you were into him, you wouldn't mind. He'll even send me pictures of activities he's doing. Yeah, I, I've done that with people I've just met, like to send a picture of like what I'm doing. But also I, not I, that not that weird to say I've had a great time spending time with you. 
on second but date. But if he keeps, think, sa- but she got he a says vibe. it many times, right? Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, trust that vibe. Like, I, I just don't like. How many times can that be said? Right. If it said once, I think it would be like fine. If they're like, "Well, I'm having a great, great time," or something like that, I don't think yeah. that's like. Get out no, of that, here, loser. <laughs> well, well, if they said it once and you're like, ugh, then you just don't like him. That's okay. Yeah, I agree. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Let's do it. Go ahead. Red Flag or Jibberger, they want to send out holiday cards together before you are engaged or married. This um, winter, Jess is like... <laughs> Get put on your your nice put chinos. on <laughs> That's what she says all the time. Yeah. We're taking you know our holiday chinos. photo shoot. Um, it, it's okay with me. I I mean, your friends start to do this when they start moving in together, and I'm okay with it. If they wanted to do holiday cards together before we moved in, I'd be like, that's a little soon for me. But I don't okay. think that would end the relationship. It wouldn't be a deal breaker. No. But I'm also, I mean, might, I'm not like a big holiday card person anyways. Like I'm not like. I don't see Yeah, That would be like the furthest, the last <laughs> thing I would imagine you were doing unless it was like a holiday card that was like making fun of other holiday cards. I always wanted to do the thing and I don't know if it ended up happen if someone else already did it. I wanted to do a birthday. I wanted to send out birthday um, cards. I've always wanted to do this and so it's, it's. To me, it's it's such a an idea that's probably I'm I'm wondering if someone else did it because it's not the most genius idea. But I wanted to send a picture of me in a huge rocking chair or a huge chair in a diaper with how many months I've been alive. Like, oh, like for the babies? How many, yeah, for the babies. So I'd be in a diaper. Jared. With, yeah, Jared. What's with your middle name? Lewis. It'd be like so, Jared Lewis. With. 7,000 months. 7,000 weeks <laughs> old. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've always wanted to send that out, but I never really had the organization. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Um, what you do you think? You should put it on Instagram. Yeah, that's where it would go. That I mean, and yeah. send to my friends, just me, diaper, me. When they, send, when they send you their baby at like <laughs> 22 weeks, you can send yeah. them back. You know, however that's many a great weeks, one. 36s, I want to know that I would put those as the weeks. Yeah, that's great. I love that. What do you um, think? Holiday cards, you okay with that? Might be a double standard, but I would think it was a little weird. But I think it, like, I just, like, I'm, like, also not a holiday card person, but. Yeah. My Actually, I'm fine with it. Mike's parents include me in their holiday card. for They've really? done that for the past couple of years. Yeah, they include a picture of us. See, that's great. How, yeah, that's nice. How and you were questioning the engagement. Like, how do you see that? And you're like, I don't know. Or when are we getting married? Like, wouldn't you like? Isn't that a part? Doesn't that calm yeah, you? I mean, Didn't that it's calm nice. you at all? It does, but that's not you know. <laughs> it ain't no ring. ring. Ah! <laughs> Shows off the ring forever. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, that was nice. I think that's um, nice. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, they got buy you a gift worth thousands of dollars when you've been dating for six weeks for your birthday. Let's say that's a deal breaker for me. I, 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 I'm out. I, and I know that sounds counterintuitive, but like to me, I don't like this thing. And this happens with a lot of women where it's like, Oh, I'll just do the girlfriend thing 
you know, a lot of guys are before chased away before you're the girlfriend. So oh. are they chased? Would they be chased away even if they were to eventually become? No, I, I, I just think sometimes, yeah, I, I, I sometimes a lot of I've been in situations where it's like I'm feeling sick and then they're like, well, let me come over and I'll make you soup. And you're like, no, get the fuck away. I feel sick. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't want I don't need that. So you're turned off by them, like trying to insert themselves in, in your life in that way. And to me, thousands of dollars on a gift is kind of like you're now adding parameters on this six week thing. What that if we're not they sure got of. you any kind of gift? I'd be okay with it, but I, I, I don't like, I think early on, that's why I've always been an experienced gift guy where early on you get in this situation where you're like, I don't, I think you should put the least amount of pressure. It should be getting to know each other and getting, you know, I, I think when you start putting dollar amounts on your relationship is when it gets more complicated. That's fair. What yeah. do you think? Would you, what, what, would, you well, get a, would you get a birthday gift for someone you were dating for six weeks at all? No, I, I I would do a gesture. I would be like dinner. Like I, I yeah. what do you I think? I was once what? dating this guy for like probably a month and I got him like a nice pair of socks for his birthday that he had mentioned that he like liked this like mm. brand of socks. And then it ended. So maybe that was why. <laughs> well, <laughs> there there is a thing and here's what happens. And, and I say, beware the birthday, beware the holiday. Beware the moment after you gave him the gift because then now they're put at odds. Your human brain is you don't want to disappoint people, like humanly. So like... Now they're like, oh, she's into this. She's thought enough about me and I haven't thought that deeply about her. So am Mm -hmm. I an asshole for sticking this out because now the page that she is on has been revealed? Because now there's proof and evidence into like the, I, I, the varying levels of, of being into this. Yeah, I can't really deny. You know, it's like a, it's like a contract that's been implied. You right. know, <laughs> like and it's like you know a lot of guys will be like, well, we hadn't had the talk yet, and it's like that if you ask them, why'd you ghost? Well, I thought we were just hanging out, and it's like, yeah, but you you took my thousand dollar gift, so right. like. Well, so, that was that, that was the thing on like Vanderpump Rules. What, oh, you don't that watch happened? that, right? I've you seen. Well, Sheena guy buys this guy like Apple Watch that she's mm. been dating for like a month, and then he like ends, and she keeps talking about it. She got him the Apple Watch. Well, it's almost like why you know how how little trust in yourself do you have that you needed to lock someone in with an Apple Watch? Right. You yeah, I, agree. I think that's a crazy amount for that. Yeah. Time. All right. They use the expression. Sorry, not sorry. After every strong opinion they give, oh, I'd be out. I, I think I, I'd be out just because that that phrase is so outdated. Yeah, it's also so douchey, and it's also yeah. like, at, 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 sorry, not sorry is like, well, that's just my opinion. Like now you're now you're an idiot aunt in the Facebook comments, right? You know? Like that's is that what your aspiration was? Like, did you? Then why even say the opinion if you didn't want to talk about? It? I agree. I think it's like it's like a I'm excusing myself from be, it's like a no offense, but almost yeah. worse than that. It's worse yeah. than no offense because it's like yeah, no, it's like no, it's like offense, and I'm not sorry about it. 
It's yeah. Well, it's the same as the apology. That's like if you felt offended by what I said. That's the worst it's apology. The, it's a cop out apology. Like yeah, you know, I that you know if I had someone say like I really was hurt by, by I you know I've had people DM me like this one thing and and I go like that you said and this this was wrong and I felt this way and I and I go back and listen to it like and I'm like. And and then we can discuss. Like, let me go back and listen to it, and let me, you right. know. And then I'll decide if I'm sorry or not. Yeah, it's okay <laughs> to not be sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like, like ah, I, I did. We disagree is better than sorry, not sorry. You know, like I think that's more of a an Very angle. True. But Jordana, we did it again. We did it again. Always look helping the dating world. Look at us. Um, listen, keep telling your friends. Keep spreading the words. UUP at betches.com. We're here. Wednesdays and Sundays. Now, the Sunday episodes, people are... They're, they're a lot of fun. Streets are buzzing. They're really buzzing. So they are. Keep spreading. Keep telling people. We'll be back next week. Boom. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at, at UUPPod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.